0: Anna carter and you're listening to grow
1: on the go and-, oh, and and apparently we're just throwing our intro that we've so carefully crafted over several years out the window
0: well this isn't <laughs> right I mean, this is so wrong i i you know we're not in the same room we're
1: not in the same room for the first time ever we're podcasting from different rooms you've had guests via zoom before but it's never been me Um, I'm Kevin. Yeah, I'm Kevin Pankhurst. I don't even remember if we said that because I don't think we did because we went completely out of order. Uh, Yeah, I usually co-host the show and apparently I've been relegated to guest. Um, (laughs) But we are so um, you've left left me. I've left you. I haven't left you. I just haven't left my house. So we are uh, getting really close to uh, vaccinations in our city have been rolled out for everybody um i haven't gotten mine yet i have my appointment but uh as a result we're well i'm i i feel that i have terrible luck with health related things i recently came out of a depressive episode which is usually when i get sick um so i am playing it extra safe and staying home um
0: yeah, so we had Mother's Day without you, which was so Yes, sad. I'm sorry. Did you have oh, a nice Mother's Day, though? Yeah, we did. Yeah, we had a really nice day. Yeah, I got to see my mom, and then I got to see Kendall and Mike and Jude, my little grand dude. And yeah, that was nice. And we feel quite comfortable doing that because I also provide some daycare for Jude. So we've been yeah. in the same bubble from the beginning. Yeah. yeah.
1: And you're vaccinated, and Kendall's vaccinated. Um, well, partly we've got the first, I could be wrong. So don't quote me on this. I think what I've seen is that vaccines, the first dose is still like 80% effective.
0: 80 might be higher than it actually is, but it, it is Maybe. More than 50 for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Which is again, yeah.
1: Better than a poke in the eye with the dirty stick. As my father would say,
0: he would say that. Yes, he would. He would. Uh, one of our uh, little COVID projects over here at our house and the palatial main studios of STM ministries (laughs) (laughs) is cleaning. We're, we're digitizing everything. Mm. So we had to clean out our year of 2021. Finally, it's about a time, right? So we had to clean out our filing cabinet, get rid of the filing cabinet, scan the stuff that we needed to scan and yada, yada. But while I was doing that, I came across some notes that I took um, on interpreting scripture, from when Dad and your Uncle Terry were on staff together at a church. Right. Yeah. So Uncle Terry is actually Doctor Doctor Terry Young. Doctor Terrence Cameron Young. Oh right, Terrence. Uh, I forgot about the Terrence part. <laughs> He's a brilliant Bible scholar, and, and yes, Terry. He is gifted teacher. And these notes came from a study that he was teaching on a course that had come out of Saddleback Church called 40 Days in the Word. And when I reread my notes, I understood why I had hung on to them for so long. He used uh, a super familiar passage, John 15, to teach principles for interpreting scripture that I think will be really valuable to our listeners. So I think that's, that's what we're going to do today. You think you're not sure yet? We'll figure it out. We're like, <laughs> well, we're like know. four
1: minutes into this podcast. We're not sure, <laughs> but something like that.
0: Okay. Well, why don't you kick us off by reading the passage?
1: Sure. Let me just shift this window over to my other screen so that I don't have to turn away from the mic to do that. Okay. Great. Here we go. I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit you will bear much fruit apart from which you can do nothing. (sighs) Real quick pause. I, (laughs) you used to sing a song that was basically this and it's going to be stuck in my head for days now. So thank you for that. Um, If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burned. For everything that I learned from my father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. And so that whatever you ask in my name, the father will give you. This is my command love each other.
0: Okay, so I don't know about you, but verse six is a bit bothersome to me. Can you read verse six again? If you do
1: not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burned.
0: Okay. So what does that mean? You know, that if I don't figure out what remaining in Jesus is, I'll be cast into the fires of hell. It's, it's It sort of sounds like it, right? Yeah. But that isn't what it's saying at all. And this is why it's so important that we learn the four keys to interpreting scripture. Huh. So the first key to interpreting scripture is context. Context is king. Mm -hmm. (laughs) If we look at the context of a passage, we realize these words are Jesus' final words of comfort to his disciples before he's taken away from them. They're literal famous last words. That's important for us to know. Also, he's just shown them an example of servant leadership in washing everyone's feet. He's made a bunch of promises to them, and this is the summary of everything he wants them to remember. So remember verse 11, he said, I've told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. Do you think it makes sense that in these final words of encouragement to his friends, he'd say, you'll lose your salvation and burn in hell if you don't bear fruit. And by the way, I've told you this so that you'll be full of joy. Hooray. <laughs> <laughs> the context makes that interpretation nonsense. Yeah. So that's the first key context. Secondly, we need to you- lurk uh, sorry, lurk. No, we need to lurk at the words. <laughs> we need to look at the key words being used. When a word is repeated a bunch of times, we know that that's, those are important words. In this case, there's a few different forms of the same word. See if you can pick them out. the keywords or forms thereof.
1: Are you asking me? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> uh, well Everyone run to your Bible. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, looking at it, hang on. Remain is there a lot. Yep. Uh, branches, fruit uh, are there a whole bunch.
0: Yeah. Fruit. Love is also there a whole bunch. Exactly. I would say that remain, fruit, or fruitful, love, and loved are the keywords of this passage. Yes. Nailed it. You did. So once we identify a keyword, Then we can look for how that same word is used elsewhere in the New Testament to get a broader and more accurate sense of its meaning. It's helpful to use a study tool to see if it's the same Greek word or if it's just been translated into the same English word. Did that make sense?
1: Not really, but I think what you're trying to say, let me see if I got you, um, is that An English Bible has been translated no matter what. Using a study guide can help you determine if the English word that you're looking at comes from the same Greek word or they're different Greek words with different meanings that translate to one English word.
0: Yes. I don't know if that made more sense than what Uh, you said, but... I'm I'm not sure either, but let me give an example and hopefully clear it up. So Greek is a really precise language. It often has several words for what would be translated into one generic word in English. So an example is the word love. Kevin, I'm sure you remember this from your dad's sermons when we go on the road with him to camps. So what are the four types of, of love? Can you remember them?
1: Um, Okay, so there's Eros, which is um, like sexual, lust, I guess, more accurately. Well, erotic love. Um, Sure, why not? Uh, There's Phileo, which is um, platonic, like brotherly love. There's um, Storge, Storge, which is I love
0: you as long as you please me, I believe. Actually, I think you've got Storge and Phileo swapped. Do I? Oh, well. Uh, you know what because
1: phileo phileo um, philadelphia is the sister of brotherly love that's how i always remember it S- sister of brotherly
0: love city <laughs> brotherly did I say sister. Love. the yeah, city did. of brotherly love yeah. that's yeah weird. you know what for our purposes we're, we're good enough for today and then of uh, the last one is is agape you said four though yeah eros What's storge eros storge well according to dad today when i checked with him storge is family love phileo is i love you at the moment because you please me but we might have that, uh-huh. those two flipped yeah i had that interesting same thought I, I very quickly those are the same
1: thing um interesting okay well uh yeah familial love or natural instinctive affection doesn't matter okay interesting good to know <laughs>
0: The word, um, so moving on from that example to apply this to our passage, the word fruit or fruitful comes from the word karpos in Greek. So if we were to look at where else that's used to get a broader context of what it might mean, um, in Matthew 3, 8, it speaks of repentance, the fruit of repentance. In Matthew 26, 29, it's talking about wine. In Romans 7, it means a sinful lifestyle. In Galatians 5, we know about the fruit of the spirit, which means godly attitudes. Mm -hmm. And in Ephesians 5, it talks about the fruit of light, which are truth, righteousness, and goodness. So what does it mean in John 15? And here's where we use the third key for scripture interpretation. We use what is clear to help with what is unclear. So let's look again at verse 4. It says, remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. So what's clear from this is that bearing fruit happens when we do what?
1: Remain in God slash Jesus.
0: Yes, remain in Christ, right? And in verse eight, we're told, this is to my father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. So from this, we know that bearing fruit brings God glory, or or it honors God. And then verse 11 tells us that his motive for all of this is joy. So then, what is fruit? Let's employ that fourth key. Go with the most obvious interpretation. (laughs) Don't try to make every little detail in the story mean something. Also, by the way, there's only one interpretation. Contrary to popular belief, If you're, you know, interpreting scripture possibly, you really can't make it mean anything you want. (laughs) So let's go back now to our tricky verse, verse six, the one about the disconnected branch being thrown in the fire. What is obvious here? Well, a fruit, uh, a fruitless fruit tree has lost its purpose, right? It's only, only good to be firewood. If you let the text speak for itself, the meaning of fruit becomes clear. In verse 7, it says, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. In other words, remaining in Christ produces the fruit of answered prayer. And then if we zoom out to the chapters that bookend this one, we get even more context. So in chapter 14, 13, it says, and I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Answered prayer brings glory or honor to God. If we increase our perspective to include the chapter after our passage, we'll read this in chapter 16, 24. Until now you have not asked for anything in my name. Ask and you will receive and your joy will be complete answered prayer will give us joy. So how do we bear fruit? What would you say, Kev? Um, I mean, okay. So this is tricky
1: because I I grew up in the church and I, and I speak Christianese, um, (laughs) as I call it. Um, Oh, sorry. Really quick, funny story. Um, in a meeting the other day at work um, we were talking about like weird habits we've picked up from our families. And I said like, well, I often speak Christianese and I, and I don't know that I'm doing it until someone tells me they don't know what that means. And, um, and people thought that was funny. And I said, one of the things we say in our family is that would be a ministry to me. And I said that in a meeting and one of my coworkers goes, okay, before we break up, I need you to tell me what that would be a ministry to me means. And I was like, oh, it means like that would help me a lot. That would be very beneficial for me. And he was like, oh, okay. I was like, it's Christianese. And he was like, oh, right. Okay, great. Um, So I am fluent uh, in Christianese. So anyway, all that to say, it is um, difficult for me to determine whether I've followed your steps or I just kind of implicitly know. Um, But to me, bearing fruit, well, first of all, remaining in God will bear the fruit of the spirit, um, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Um, I just rattled them off, but I wasn't totally sure I got all of them. So I did it very quickly and quietly. Um, but also bearing fruit to me means, um, saving people. Um, well, it means, sorry, go ahead. It means it means bringing others to Christ and sort of um, increasing the yield of of um, the mission. Um, the ultimate harvest is is getting people to heaven, right? Mm-hmm.
0: And that's what I used to think it was saying too. Until... Am I wrong? <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> well, not entirely wrong. Let me let me just unpack that a bit. So we bear fruit. By asking for things that, yeah. that align with what Jesus values in prayer. Being fruitful in this passage means to be prayerful, to be depending on Jesus in prayer, the, the way that a branch depends on the whole vine to nourish and support it. I see. But I'm with you until I learned these keys. That is not what I thought that this that fruit in this passage meant. I really thought that fruit meant our character, like you said, yeah. like that the fruit of the Spirit, or and or the fruit of bringing people who don't know Jesus to him. Yeah. But when you think about it, those are the kind of things that Jesus would want us to pray about, right? Yes, yeah. Yeah. So so I think it does include them too, but sure. primarily it's it means prayer. So what I find so helpful about these keys for interpreting this passage is that I don't have to discern some mystical meaning for the word remain in this passage. It just means to live in that constant state of dependent prayer. Yeah. I I can do that. I know how to do that. I need to do that. (sighs) Yeah. So, you know, so let's just talk about that whole idea of prayer for a minute. Sometimes, Mm -hmm. sometimes I don't see immediate answers to my prayer. And sometimes the answer isn't what I wanted.
1: Yeah. And I, I do think that's a, a really important distinction as well that um, getting answers, um, because the, this passage, at least this um, translation of this passage, kind of says, like, ask and you'll get it. Okay. You won't necessarily get exactly what you're asking for, you will get intercession. You like, if, if you ask, God will respond. He will never ignore you. Right. You may not get what you're asking for. If you pray for a million dollars, you might
0: not get it. (laughs) Well, pretty good chance you won't because, you know, James talks about, you know, you don't get what you ask for because you ask with wrong motives. Yeah. And our motive always needs to be that God's will will be done. In other words, um, that this is what I would choose for myself if I were as unselfish as God is. Yeah. And if I could see the bigger picture like God does.
1: Yeah. Which is something Jesus also modeled for us. um, Apparently later this evening. Um, No, (laughs) earlier this evening.
0: When did this happen? This is right before he was taken away. Talking about. Oh, this. This. Yeah, this is. These are his famous last words. This was right before he was taken away. So
1: after the Garden of Gethsemane.
0: No, it was uh, during that or between the Last Supper (laughs) and the Garden of Gethsemane. And the Garden. Okay on the walk
1: okay so he basically that's interesting then to note that he kind of gave this instruction and then immediately modeled it um first in scripture yeah um because he jesus did say if you're not familiar jesus did was praying in the garden knowing what was about to happen to him or at least having a pretty good idea that he was about to die and it was gonna suck um I don't know exactly how much he knew, but he knew something was happening.
0: Well, he knew, um, he, knew he would be flogged and yeah. he knew he would be crucified and he knew he would be humiliated because he told yeah. his disciples that that's going to yeah. happen.
1: Yeah. So um, he he did pray um, to his father, like, hey, if there's any other way to do this, can we do that instead? I like, I will defer to you, but I just want to go on record saying, I don't want to do this, but I will. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So anyway, I I kind of interrupted you, but I do think it's important to note that like getting an answer and getting the answer you asked for, they are different things, but you will always get an answer.
0: Okay. So this is swinging out of the trees. I didn't tell you I was going to do this, but I love that.
1: I love it when you spring things on me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she's, I don't, I don't love that. She's
0: shaking her head like a wild woman. <laughs> um, so there's been a lot of big things to pray for in your and Scott's life. Mm-hmm. And the majority of the time, the answer has not been what we asked for.
1: No, it's been profound. It's been a lot of, <laughs> it's been a lot of, I hear you ask for this thing. I'm going to let this happen all right well i don't love that
0: yeah next yeah okay yeah i know that's what you want but i don't get
1: why but fine (laughs) we'll do it that way i guess So my heart's a little my heart's a little
0: more willing
1: than I'm making it
0: sound to yeah. be clear. So what I want to ask you, what are what are some of the things that you've learned in having to um surrender those things? And and really that's what remaining is. It's yeah. surrendering. Surrender. Mm-hmm.
1: There's a lot of peace in it. There's a lot of frustration in it sometimes. Um mm-hmm. but there is a lot of peace because the good news is. I don't have to figure out what comes next and I don't have to figure out a way out of or through whatever we're dealing with. I just have to know that he's got it. I can tell him, look, I'd really rather go left. Um, but I don't see what's on the left. I, I just see what's directly in front of me. I don't see what is, you know, over the horizon. If, yeah. if we want to follow this, this analogy, um, but he does. And so I just Luckily, I'm not a super control freak and or I guess more accurately, by the grace of God, I'm not a super control freak Um, and I'm willing to just go, Okay, you see something I don't I don't like it, if I'm honest. And that's not a surprise to him. I don't like that this is the way God wants me to walk, but this is the way God wants me to walk. And he Mm -hmm. sees things that I don't. And what are my other options? I could rage against him, which sometimes I get angry with him Um, and I could try to fight him, but I can't make things happen the way I want them to. So isn't surrender just a much more peaceful way to live?
0: (laughs) Absolutely. I I think that's so true. And, you know, you you talked about you know, um, only not knowing what's on your left. Uh, yeah. A good a good word picture for this is a parade. Uh-huh. Right? If you're standing watching a parade, um, you're on street level. You you basically see, you know, the float in front of you, maybe the back of the float yes. that just passed, and you see the front of another one that's coming. But that's all you see. Yeah. Whereas God sees the whole of your life as though it were a parade, all at the same time, like a like a helicopter flying overhead. Yeah. And he knows what's coming and he's in a much better position to decide what's right and good, not just for us, but for all of the lives that our life touches. And, you know, he puts everybody's good together, like a giant jigsaw puzzle. He really does. And I mean,
1: I guess the other thing is I've seen this, it's like, a like an inspirational meme sort of going around. That's like, you have survived 100% of your bad days. And I, I I think you can you can kind of spin that. God has carried me through 100% of my bad days. Mm, that's beautiful. I have no reason to doubt him. I re- really don't. Um and how arrogant would I be to be like you clearly don't know what you're doing here. He holds all of creation in the palm of his hand. He's mm-hmm. got me. Mm-hmm. Um and so all I need to do is 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 be obedient and, and take the peace that he offers me because it really is. And this is so much of what my spiritual journey comes back to is just like accepting the peace that he's offered me. Um, and it really is a matter of just accepting it. Um, it's not surrender. People have a really awful idea of what it means to surrender. Um, especially if you didn't grow up, speaking christianese but the way we use it is like relaxing into a hug or if you're not if you're not a hug person sitting down in a warm bath or even just relaxing your shoulders and like feeling that tension go out of your neck. That's what the, That's what surrender is. Like let gravity do that work for you for a second.
0: Well, it's, I think, you know, there are sort of two kinds of surrender. There's surrendering to overwhelming power, but there's also surrendering to the overwhelming power of love. Yes. And that's what this is.
1: Yes, it is, it is rest. And it really is just a matter of, of accepting it and letting him take you by the hand.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: basically yeah um
0: this might be a good point to just remind everybody that the last week of the month is always yep. a share show mm-hmm. and I'd love for you to share with somebody who is, doesn't have a faith and yep. uh, and then take the opportunity to have a conversation with them about it
1: so we're not necessarily talking about this show we're talking about the next show next week or just the last um, show of every month where are we show of,
0: the last show of every month
1: yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. So that that's pretty pretty close to it for us today on Grow on the Go. Do remember to like, share, and subscribe. And if you have any feedback for us, good or less good, uh, we would love to hear it. We, we want to really know. Would. We, we want to know uh, what you think and and how we can be better or you know uh, what makes us better. I don't know. Uh, anyway, um, grow on the go pod is where you can find us on Instagram on Instagram. There's also some fun videos on there that we make where I'm annoying and mom is helpful. Anyway, that is it for us today on grow on the go. I'm Kevin Pankhurst. I'm Donna Carter inviting you to grow on the go. Thanks for listening to grow on the go.
0: Share this episode on social media and find more great programs at faithstrongtoday.com.